This is another five star production. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another edition, a Friday edition of the Scorekeepers Podcast, where we are always keeping the score. I am one of your hosts, Robert. Joining me via remotely, we have the whole gang here. We have Khalil. Yo. We got Brandon. How's it going? And last but not least, we got Clayton. Clayton actually finally showed up on a Friday. That's your Howdy. Okay, guys, you all know why we're here. Uh, we're recording this on a Friday, but I mean, you're hearing this on a Friday. Recording this on a Thursday night. It was a trade deadline today. Uh, be prepared. There might be some arguments. There might not be. We'll find out. Uh, also, we will have a Super Bowl preview show coming out um, in the next day or two. So be in the checkout for that. But besides that, Brandon, take it away. All right. Thank you very much, Robert, for your lovely introduction. I try. Um, I guess let's not bury the lead. Kevin Durant on the move, heading to Phoenix. Going out west. You see how I played that? Heading song? out west. There you go. Let's see the uh, Khalil actually was on this first. I got you, Khalil, at at one thirty in the morning, coming through into the group chat, letting us all know while I was fast asleep. Uh, Kevin Durant heading to Phoenix for four first round picks, a pick swap. Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, and uh, Mikael Bridges. Uh, I'll go to you first, Robert. Do you have thoughts? I actually like this trade for um, Brooklyn. I actually like the whole the whole situation for Brooklyn in the sense that they were able to flip Kyrie and Kevin Durant for like assets that they either can either help them in a rebuild or they can actually like trade to get more assets. So I actually like it for them. And then I do – I just naturally like it. Like, anytime you get – like, I mean, Kevin Durant, we all would agree he's still a top five player in the league, right? Uh, you got – Top, know, top sounds two. Sounds like a debate. Okay. Like, do you think you can name top five two. players in the league better than Kevin Durant right now still when he's healthy? Uh, but there, there you go. When he's healthy. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Okay, so based that's off of injuries. Okay. And that, that's been that's been a problem. Like, he's not like Kawhi injured, but, you know, he, he's good to miss a month every season. Okay, fair enough. Um, but for the most part, he's mainly healthy and usually in playoff time. He's he's available. There's only like one year in the playoffs he he got hurt that I remember in his whole career. So if anytime you can, and that's really what you're playing for if you're Phoenix. So anytime you get a guy like that, and all you had to really give was some draft picks, and you know, Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson, you know, I think I think you're winning. Like obviously, like get, hey, kudos to their owner. You know, I ain't gonna lie, I got a little nervous there, y'all. Kalan, I know you saw the report. They said uh, Zeke was about to come up in there and run the show. Yeah, I did see that, yeah. yeah that, he that, will be running the show. Don't say well, that. he'll be helping. He's he'll have actor. a role. Uh, I mean, no disrespect. Have we not seen him the last time he was a GM of a team? How that went? Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Not okay. good. But I like, the, I like the trade. I like the trade for both teams. But I really like it for Brooklyn more. Uh, Khalil, any thoughts? Since you broke the news to us, what were you thinking at one thirty in the morning? Um, 
12. At one, I was thinking, why the hell am I up at 1.30 in the morning? Um, but the trade deadline, baby. That's why. No, I just couldn't go to sleep. <laughs> but, um, nah, I mean, I I thought it was pretty bizarre. I was like, holy shit. I mean, they, they, they paid a premium for it, but... Um, really? You think they paid a premium? I mean, in terms of uh, picks wise, but I mean, they are, they, I mean, you can clearly see that they are going into like a win now mentality, which the Suns kind of have been on that path for the past couple of seasons anyway. Um, I think it works out for both teams. Uh, but I mean, I, I mean, I don't know how long this, like, like we're saying in terms of Kevin Durant's health and all of that, but, um, immediately, I think, uh, the, the Suns' chances do go up a whole lot more in terms of making it out of the West. I'll be honest with you there. Like now, I'm looking at. Before, I was thinking maybe second round exit because of the health issues. But if you can get Kevin Durant and Devin Booker on the court at the same time, relatively healthy, um, I'm thinking at least conference final. Okay. All right. Clayton, any thoughts? Any thoughts? It's pretty much. Um, it's a win for the Suns in the most part. I mean, I can't really think of another team in the NBA currently um, that has a three-headed monster. I mean, I guess you can consider this the next super team, I guess you can say, with KD, another super team that KD is on with the Golden State Warriors being one of the greatest super teams of all time and then, you know, going to the Nets and being the worst super team of all time, only playing 20 games together. I mean, it would be nice to see how this one games that they play together. 16. yeah. the worst super team ever. Just saying. What's the worst super team that's the only playing sixteen games? But they didn't. I think that team didn't play that much more games together either. The uh, that Lakers team with Nash and oh, with Carl Malone. Oh no, that super team. That was a hey, that super team made the final. No, wait, no. I said the one with 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 Nash, with Nash and Kobe, Kobe yeah. and Paul Gasol and Dwight Howard. That's and then they fired Mike Brown after five games and then hired D'Antoni, and he looked yeah. like ruined Paul Gasol's career for like three years. Yeah, boy, that wasn't good. That's that to me is the worst one of all time. No, that's that's definitely the worst. So just, they, I think they yeah, almost say all. Yeah, they never played any. Did Steve Na- Steve Nash played like two games and he like hurt his back. He did like case off the train off the plane. Yeah, he hurt his back and then he like never played again, basically. And then uh, Dwight Howard had the back injury. He was never the same. And then in that season, didn't Kobe? Yeah, in that season, Kobe uh, tore his Achilles. Yes, I believe you're correct. And that Kobe was like the got- last of like like prime Kobe. That was the end of that. So that's the worst team. But go ahead, Killian. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, no, I mean, they're significant contenders in the West. We just saw the – I mean, the West has changed drastically now. We saw the Nuggets. I mean, they're they're kind of – the Nuggets and the Grizz are kind of my losers of the trade deadline, but we'll get there when we talk about winners and losers. But the Suns significantly go up, even though that their record is 30-26 and 26 or 30-25 and 25 or something like that. But it, it goes to show you, you know – you have the talent and you go out and try and get the, get a star, even though your your team is kind of mediocre in terms of record, you know? And we talk about the Suns being a cursed team, and we'll really see, or me and Khalil talked about it last week, we'll really see uh, when it's put to the test, you know, we talk about Chris Paul not winning rings or winning any type of, you know, having any type of playoff success. But if they lose with Kevin Durant, throw the whole Suns away. I don't know what else you need, in all honesty, to, to win an NBA championship because they are the only – that I can think of, like I said, they are the only three-headed monster off the top of my head. Everybody else only has two superstars that I can think of. 
Okay. Um, I personally, as far as this this trade is concerned, I think obviously the the, the Suns are winners here. They walk away with uh, Kevin Durant. The Nets end up with uh, they get the the draft capital. They got a couple couple decent players. They got Mikael Bridges, who they could keep. They could decide to trade. I think personally, if they try to trade him, I think they could probably get three first round picks for him. Um, and then Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson. I I I mean, he's up. I, they might. I believe he's a restricted free agent, so. Maybe they pay him, maybe they don't. I guess we'll see. But if they do decide to keep him, I do think down the line they can pick up some assets for him or he could be a useful player to, to something, whatever it is they decide to try and build. But I think there's one team out of all of this that you guys are forgetting about who I think are probably bigger winners than anybody in this trade. And that team is the Houston Rockets. Yeah, because they have, sorry, don't they have the Nets picks or something like that? The Houston Rockets own a 2023 unprotected pick swap from the Nets this year, an unprotected 2024 pick, uh, unprotected pick swap in 2025, uh, unprotected pick in 2026, and an unprotected swap in 2027. Um, That 2023 pick, this year, that swap they pro- they won't swap. The the Rockets will be in the lottery. They will probably have a solid chance of getting the number one pick. But that twenty twenty four unprotected pick, and even these twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six, twenty twenty seven, the Nets probably not looking at a bright future. So those picks could be highly valuable. And Robert and I just a, for- a few minutes before. Um, we got on here to do this recording uh, of this episode. Robert and I were talking, and I was, I was telling him I think the Rockets are winners because I, I don't. They could turn this around like really, really quickly. They got Jalen, Jalen Green. Um, they got a pretty, pretty good chance to get the number one pick, and if they do, um, you know, you take Victor Wembanyama. They still got Jabari Smith there. They do have a couple other young players who are um, who are pretty good, like Josh Christopher, player I like, Alperin Sengun. That dude's pretty damn good. Um, they all have cap space. They traded Eric Gordon, um, so they kind of dumped Finally, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, they dumped his contract, so they're able to – they got some cap space, um, and they can, they can be active. Like, I, you know – I know free agency isn't really like the thing anymore, but there were rumors at the beginning of the year that maybe James Harden goes back. That's personally not the direction I would go in, but maybe they decide to do that. Um, Kyrie will be a free agent. Maybe they go looking over there. And then you could do that, and then you got – I personally, if I'm them, if I land a star like a Harden or a, or a Kyrie, my preference, Kyrie, I would look over. I would go right back to Brooklyn. I'd say we'll give you back. I'll give you back three, two picks and a swap if you give me Mikael Bridges. And I like. I don't think that they're not necessarily like championship contenders. But if you had a team of of Kyrie slash Harden, Jalen Green, Victor Wembanyama, Jabari Smith, Alperin Sengun, and and Mikael Bridges, I think you're cooking. You're definitely cooking. Um, what? 
sorry. I was I was gonna ask you, I was gonna ask you with I mean, this goes for you and, and Rob mostly, with the Nets like having three all stars, maybe you could even search it up for me because I don't know off the top of my head. The haul that they got back from Harden, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant. Are we considering that a significant L for the Nets? I'm just asking the question. Because if you have th- you have three and you don't get an all-star caliber player back, I mean, say what you want about Ben Simmons, I don't give a fuck. But you don't get an all-star caliber player back, like, I guess, franchisable player. Don't you see that as really, really bad for the Brooklyn Nets in the future? I personally don't, just because if you remember, they signed Kevin Durant and Kyrie. They gave up nothing for him. The only person that kind of would look bad is Harden, because Harden, they basically ended up turning into Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons, is right now, we don't know what his value is. Like, it, like honestly, he might low-key be a winner out, out of this trade, too, now. Because now, basically, he's, you know, once he comes back, he's basically the best player on the team. He can do it, and he'll be able to kind of, he'll kind of be able to run the offense and do whatever he wants. The only person there was probably is what make uh, Cam Johnson if he continues his scoring. But I mean, like, look how much they got back for Kyrie. Nobody wanted Kyrie like six months ago. Nobody I'll was going to give that up. I'll be honest with you. The Lakers reportedly offer was better, significantly better, actually. But uh, yeah, didn't the didn't yeah, the net owner like come out and say picks. they offered the two first round picks and they offered. Um, who was it? Who were the players? God damn! I, oh, it was, it was Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Two first round right picks. That was it. And I think it was like a second round pick too. But I but didn't. I, I would rather have the Mavericks first round pick in Dorian Finney-Smith because that Mavericks pick is like twenty twenty nine. Go ahead, sorry, Clint. Didn't did, didn't the Nets owner come out and say like, yeah, I didn't want him going to L.A. Didn't I he say that, or was that was that a fake report that I read? That was a that was a report. I don't believe he said that. Oh, okay. Um, however, um, to answer your question, I do agree. Similar lines as Robert. Uh, they did not. They just signed them. They did not cost them anything. Harden is the one where you kind of look at. Um, but honestly, I don't. I don't think this is all said and done. I think we'd have to look back at this um, maybe a year from now, maybe a year and a half to see what comes of it and what direction they ultimately decide to go in because they did turn Durant into Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson. I they absolutely I I'm not like the biggest Cam Johnson fan. Um and I personally don't know what Cam Johnson would really do for them no matter what direction they go. Um uh, like if they if they if they ultimately decide to like pay him and like yeah, we're going to like you're going to be a part of this. I think they're going to have to overpay him, um, which, again, on that team, it, it might not necessarily matter. Um, but I I think they would be better served letting him walk because I do believe there's some contenders that would like Cam Johnson. And I think Cam Johnson, I don't think he would go for, like, insane. Like, they were talking about some crazy money for him probably well like maybe like a year year maybe like a year and a half ago rob about that yeah it was uh, last year last year yeah they were talking about some like dunking type money for him uh maybe even a little more than that i think that's a little bit ridiculous um but i i think maybe he might have an opportunity to go to a contender for maybe like a mid tier salary somewhere in like the 12 to 15 million dollar range 
And you can probably, like, the Nets can probably, like, snag an asset out of that. Maybe, whether it's a, a young player, uh, maybe it's, it's some picks. Um, and I think a, a pick or two, I think they can definitely get a first round pick in the offseason for Dorian Finney Smith. Um, he, he wasn't even playing well in Dallas. And, and he, he, you, you probably, if Dallas wanted to just trade him by himself, like they probably could have gotten a first round pick out of him. Um, there's, there's just, there's, there's, like I told you, Mikael Bridges, like I think you can probably get two or three first round picks for him. He's on, he's a good player, young player on, on a really good contract. And then the one thing that I think we might be discounting is like Robert said, Ben Simmons, this might be good for him. I think the way their roster is constructed, you got Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, Seth Curry. Those are three guys that can shoot the hell out of the basketball. You don't even really care to win. Um, necessar- and I got Nick Claxton. Like, winning's not really, like, the highest priority. Ben Simmons, get your, he- get your ass healthy. Get back on the damn court. Play the freaking point guard. You got three shooters and a, and a, vertical, a vertical spacer and Nick Claxton to run that pick and roll. I think they can build Ben Simmons' value back up. And I think they can get. I think they can get something out of him. I don't know if it'll be. A, I don't think it'll be a haul. Uh, but is it is it like out of the realm of possibility that that they can restore his value a little bit and, and maybe squeeze a first round pick out of him? I think they could. All right. I mean, I just having three all stars. Three. I mean, you could consider franchise players. It's just weird for me how they don't get anything in terms of, I don't know, I guess playing to win right now. Does that make sense? Because now we're looking at the Nets, and we already talked about them not having their picks. We're talking about them not playing for the future, or their future's murky. You get what I'm saying? I would ask you this question, though. I would ask you this question. And this is a, are the Nets better, are they a better team now? than they were before they had Durant and Kyrie. Which roster would you rather have? That is true. I'll say that. Yeah, I would rather have this roster. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They've positioned themselves to go either direction. Like, they can... They have a much better constructed roster. They And they have enough... They've recollected some assets that they can go trade for a star. Like, if it's if Damian Lillard decides, you know what? I've had it here. I want out, and Portland decides to trade him. Like maybe Brooklyn's a, like maybe Brooklyn makes a move there. And are they a championship contender with Damian Lillard and what they have? No, but I think they're a better team That's than true. what than what they had. What they had. And they would have. Uh, like I said, especially if you can like if you can like get something out of Ben Simmons. Yeah. Like forget trading him. Like hell, in that scenario, if you can kind of get him. You know, back playing a little bit better, and you can, and you add, and you add a, a Damian Lillard, uh, you know, maybe a, a Bradley Beal to a lesser extent. They, you know, they're they're set up a little better. I just personally believe that they should go. That there's nobody out there right now that they can trade for, um, that would make them a contender. So personally, I would just kind of you try and compete as best you can but you focus on no don't fully tank but you focus on trying to collect as many assets as you can because 
that next wave of guys. At this point, the guys we're talking about, like Beal, Lillard, they're they're good players, like they're star players, but they've been in the league a while. Like they're up there in age. Um, Pascal Siakam is in his prime, but like you know, is Pascal Siakam the best player on a championship team? No, he's not. He's probably like like you probably want him to be your third. If you have a guy like maybe Giannis or LeBron, like he could be your second. Um, but I I think that next wave of guys we're talking about like the Zion. Um, you know, I don't believe Tatum's going anywhere, but like a Tatum, a Jalen Brown, Bam Adebayo, maybe, you know, guys like that. Um, that next wave of stars is going to be coming up in the next two, two, three years or so where it's going to be looking, all right, like, do you sign that second contract or do you trade them? Or in this case, yeah, their second contract, well, third contract, the second big contract or do you trade them? So, I think that's what they're, that's I personally think that's what their play should be. All right, I mean, Khalil, if you have any final thoughts, I mean, we can keep it moving if you want. I was just I was just posing that question, in all honesty. No, good question, Khalil. You had anything to add? Grand opening, grand closing on the net, as predicted about two years ago. That's all I got. <laughs> I don't know. I will leave. I we will we will end this segment on this. Don't know if any of you happened to catch my Instagram story, um, but I will pose to you this. Oh, the 30, the 30 for 30. What, yeah. what if I told you a dynasty, a dynasty was crippled by one inch? ESPN. Ah, uh, the shoe. ESPN 30 for 30 <laughs> presents On the Line. <laughs> ESPN, when you use this, I don't need money. Just give me a little, give me a little credit, a little, little at the end. Put my name in there right, somewhere. Cool. I don't even care. Well, you technically did it on this podcast, so yeah, I'll take the money. Oh yeah, when they do it, I got proof. Yeah, 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 but yeah, right. yeah. But we'll take the money too. But yeah, go ahead. Um, moving on. Well, little slight detour from the trade deadline. Move on to the Lakers. LeBron James Tuesday night became the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Did not realize that their plan was to, like, just stop everything for, like, 15 minutes, but it's it was a, It's an all-time moment, okay? That didn't happen every day. History. <laughs> I, I mean, didn't Steph kind of stop and Ray Allen go out there? Or nah, am I crazy? Yeah, no, he, no, no, no. He didn't have, like, a whole speech in, like, a like a ceremony. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Nah, they they, they yeah. did the whole, like, they, they, they gave him, like, out. like a... Yeah, yeah, you just, like, call the timeout. You let the fans, like, you know, wave to the fans. Like, all right, cool. Like, Ray Allen comes out, shakes your hand, whatever. But, nah, like, everybody was out there on the court, you know. Yeah, it was like, it was whole like big when, yeah, it was like when Kobe, like, last game type of thing, but in the middle of the game. Yeah. Because nobody yeah. talks and about the fact look, look. that they got their asses whooped for the rest of the game after that. Oh, they didn't get whooped. They lost by a couple points. Stop it. First of all, they was look, there's, wow. levels to it. There's, there's levels to it, my boy, okay? Congratulations, yeah, you did your little three-point record, all right? All-time scoring, baby. All right, yeah. I oh, my God. Right here. I'm so my t- Oh, my. Come on, uh, now, excuse me? And excuse in, me? in L.A.? On excuse the LA me? Night, move. Who's move. league? Who's league? It's, it's still LeBron's league. Don't do that. Watch yourself. He I'm not. Mm, I don't know about that now. Mm-mm. I'm not going to hold you. It was Rob sounds a little butt hurt. I'm not gonna cap. I'm not butt hurt. I don't have a problem. You sound him. hella butt hurt. No, because he said it was a bronze. Respect league. my respect. ass. You don't respect shit. 
I won't. I won't lie. Go go ahead, Rob. No, I'm just saying. Like, no, I respect that he had the ceremony. I don't have a problem ceremony, but don't tell me it's his his league. He ain't the the big dog anymore. Now look, he's still has power. Who's Gian- league is it then? It's really Giannis's league. Don't you dare say Gian- Gian- Look, Giannis is the best player in the league. And I, I, I dare, I dare he, you to dip. That's fine. He is the be- He can be the best player in the league. That don't mean it's his league. Stop it. It's a fair point. But, uh, well, of course it's his league. He has, he's the only player in the league that has an agency. His own agency. Who else could do that? Okay, so you, congratulations. You just admit that it is his league. So why are you even bringing up the argument in the first place? Anyway, oh, you were just talking uh, a little too much for me for a man who's going to probably be in the play-in or get it knocked out the first round. That's all I'm saying. I, ain't listen, wanna, I need to hear I, that. I ain't going to hold you. I, I really, I really. Well, great segue, Robert. <laughs> it was a, it was a nice, it was a nice moment. I, I actually, I stayed up. I did not watch that game. I was not watching that trash ass team. I tuned in in the third quarter. Um, when he he was like he was like I think eight points away. I'm like, all right, time for me to show up. But uh, I, I just have to say, just real quick on it itself, as I was watching it, I actually kind of found it a little bit sad for Laker Nation, not LeBron. This is not about, Le- like, LeBron or a shot to him. As I was watching that game, it was very – they were down, like, 12, I think, at the time. It was, like, very clear to me that nobody in that building actually thought the Lakers were going to win that game. <laughs> <laughs> and they were, they were all just there. It was it was actually very reminiscent. I got a really like Kobe Bryant's last game kind of vibe. I was just like, about, I was just about to say like nobody was thinking that they was uh, Kobe would win that last game either. It just so happened that they did because who uh, who was it was it uh, Gordon Hayward that fumbled the bag towards the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jazz. Yeah. And he like it was just like everybody was just there for LeBron like as they should have been and like nobody really cared. It was almost like yeah, we know we're not gonna win this and we don't really care. So just like, like I even heard like a couple of times like Russell Westbrook took took like a couple shots. I think Thomas Bryant like took a shot, and uh, no, they no, were like, Westbrook, even, no, there no. were some burners. Go ahead, Khalil. Westbrook go ahead, was trying Khalil. to hijack the show, son. They the, there were some like I, it wasn't full on boo, but like I heard I heard a couple. I heard a couple boos in nah. there. Nah, the picture the picture was fucking LeBron getting the final point and Thomas Bryant calling the ball in the post was the greatest thing I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, that's not that's not the best part. It's that picture and then two days later he's traded. Yeah. That's what that is what made me feel whole inside. <laughs> but um great moment, great moment for the Lakers uh Lakers that organization. I personally I, I just I kinda feel like Lakers are a little bit better than that. Like you didn't think you were gonna win that game. Like is that really where you've come to? And then also, like, it's a big moment. Like, it's a historical moment. But, like, let's be real. Like, LeBron's not your player. He's not yours. And so, like, y'all out here getting real hype and excited for, yes, it's a big moment. But I didn't feel like it was hype about the moment. I felt like it was more about, like, yeah, he's, like, doing this in our jersey. And it's just kind of like, uh, I feel like you're better than that. Yeah, out here selling but but it's the all-time scoring record. Like, it's history regardless. Like, oh, this like isn't about, look, You know what I mean? This is purely I'm, – I'm with you. And, like, look, mm-hmm. I would have loved to be in that building if I, you know, if I yeah. had, you know, you know uh, 50 grand sitting around somewhere. Wait, can I tell you something real quick about 50 grand? Because there's people talking about the ticket prices. Can I tell you something real quick? Uh, is it about the, the, the people who paid 25 grand a pop for some courtside seats to tonight's game and LeBron's not going to mm-hmm. play? The Bucks Lakers tickets were eight hundred dollars each in anticipation for LeBron's record. Now they're going for fifty bucks each. 
with oh, LeBron out. Wow, that's crazy. I ain't gonna hold you. Like, if you thought LeBron wasn't getting that record on Tuesday, you were stupid. But I yeah. mean, just I mean, his outfit said it all. Oh, he's putting. He was putting that he was putting that record to bed. Exactly. Exactly. But go ahead, Brandon. Sorry. No, no, no. Um it was a great moment uh for the Lakers and their organization and they were very active. You know, they they started they kicked off trade season. They they picked up Rui Hachimura for uh three three second round picks uh last night while uh Robert and I were um, at Big Dogs, they picked up, uh, made a trade, three-team trade with the Timberwolves and the Jazz to get them D'Lo. D'Lo is back, reloading in uh, in Los Angeles. They picked up Malik Beasley um, and Jared Vanderbilt. For those of you who are not aware, Scottie Pippen Jr. happens to be on the Lakers. Malik Beasley happened to date his mom for a few months. So, oh, you know. Oh, I forgot about that. He went back to um, his family. Just want to just for an update. He did go back. He had to he had to apologize, but he did go back to his he family. He did. He God did have us. the apology tweet. Yes, he did. Um, he uh, yeah, they 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 acquired um those three. Uh, the Jazz picked up Russell Westbrook, who they uh, it is expected he will get bought out. Juan T and Damian Jones uh also head to Utah. With a lightly protected first round pick in 2027, I believe it's top four protected is what I saw. And the Jazz uh, are sending Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander Walker, um, who is a player I had liked like two years ago with the Pelicans. Um, I did not really watch a whole lot of you, a whole lot of him in the last couple of years, so I, I don't know what he's been up to. Um, but uh, off to Minnesota. And they, I believe they get a second round pick, um, in in that in in that. Minnesota gets a twenty twenty four second round pick, a twenty twenty five, and a twenty twenty second round pick from Utah. Yeah. Uh, I and then also just to wrap up with the Lakers, so we don't have to come back to this later. Uh, they sent Patrick Beverly, uh, to the Magic along with a first a uh, second round pick. I'm sorry. Uh, for Mo Bamba, who apparently could not wait to get out of Orlando because within like an hour, his U-Haul was packed and ready to fucking go. He had to go. You know why, right? <laughs> That's all that. off, the, off the River City, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah his city. Right. It's not his city. He told y'all about him. You know what I mean? Don't care about that little song. One day, one day he talking crazy on Instagram, and then, you know, a week later, he, he out, of, out of town. <laughs> crazy, huh? <laughs> Wow. Uh, I th- these pair of moves. I guess we could throw Rui Hachimura in there. Um, I will say on the on on the top end. I, I just I do want to give a little bit of props to uh, Rob Palenka here. Didn't doesn't have didn't have a whole lot to work with. Uh, I guess we'll ultimately see how this turns out for him. But he definitely overhauled this roster. Um with very little. So solid job by him. Uh Clayton, do you mm. do you have any thoughts on any of these trades, the Lakers as a whole? Um, I'll go back to the text that you sent in the chat when they first uh traded for Malik Beasley Malik Beasley and uh Vanderbilt. I, I maybe I'm reading this wrong, but were you considering them the favorites in the West? Or was that just you 
quick to the gun in terms of texting after the trade? Oh, well, at that time, I said Mike. I, <laughs> okay. I gotta say, okay. All right. I, and I believe, if I remember correctly, I did, like, fully uppercase Mike, like, emphasis on Mike. No, you did. No, 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 you did. You did. Because, and I, go, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, even before the the KD trade happened, like, I really wasn't pushing that. Um, I think it's a very good trade for them. If they can keep somehow, some way, I mean, I don't think it's going to be possible to keep all these guys, then sure, next year, let's talk about them being a top five team in the West. Let's be Just the way the West is shaping up recently, with all these, you know, with all the records being so close, yeah, we can have that uh, conversation. This year, I'm not going to lie to you. I think they're, I wouldn't say playing team like Robert. He's just butthurt. I don't care what anyone says. Um, I think they're like fringe playoff team. I don't think they're going to make the play in. Like, I think they'll make the play off outright. Is it, what is that, top seven? Six. That's top, top six? Ooh. Yeah. You yeah, think, okay, maybe they are, are playing team. Are you team. sure? But okay, thank you. So I, I just said, no, no, I, I forgot what it was. I still consider them a play-in team. Will they win the play-in? Yeah. Will they win maybe a first round? Maybe. Will no, they get they past won't. that second round? No. No. I, I mean, it's it's a great team. But going back, I'm sorry, I just want to ask you guys this. Am I overanalyzing Anthony Davis not getting up for LeBron James? Tell me now. <laughs> yes, you are. It Tell me now. You are. Tell me now. I'm not asking you. It. Really? So yes. why was everybody else in the stadium standing up except Anthony Davis? He, first of all, let's be honest. He's hurt. Look, look, yeah, you get hurt all the time. Come on, you can't, you can't take chances. You can only do when you're on the court. But I mean, he did the That's tribute crazy. video. Like, why would he be salty about LeBron? He's literally like his agent, his best friend. Like, why? Like, I don't think he's all right. All right. I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll say. I mean, you're not reading into it. You're not re- reading into it too much. It's a weird look, regardless. I don't. It think is a weird look. It. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he meant to do it, like because he felt any type of way or anything like that. It's just a weird look, optically. Bro, like for example, even, if it's if it's if it's like your birthday party and we're all singing happy birthday <laughs> by by the table and my dumbass is sitting on the couch staring at my phone, what I you know, even if I don't have these with you, the optic of it's just weird. Like, <laughs> Like everybody in the moment, you're just sitting it out. It's just kind of weird. That's all. If you if you're looking like at the overhead camera of him when uh, uh passing the record, you look at everyone, and then there's just this dot on the Lakers bench just sitting down by himself. It's just weird. But um, I'm sorry to make it back to normal. Uh, yeah, this trade's cool. I mean, I don't I don't really know how else to say it. It makes them better, but with the KD trade and the Kyrie trade. The West being tough, the Nuggets are there, but the Grizzlies are also there. I don't really see them going far. No, so that's my two cents. Oh no, trust me, they're part of my losers. I've already yeah, I'm so. wait till I get <laughs> wait till I get there, bro. But yeah, Brandon, that's all I got to say. Okay. Um well we're gonna be in for a discussion later. I think it'll be very tense because I I have some differing opinions of some of the things you said. Um uh, Khalil, do you have any anything to add? Because I, I'll put, well, I guess we can sort of get into it. They added a lot of depth uh, to their team. They didn't have much. They they look a lot better. I think they fit LeBron a little bit better. Uh, the shooting is a little, eh. 
Like, are you talking about now or beforehand? I'm talking about now. Oh, okay. Uh, um, but you, none, none of you, nobody here, Khalil, Rob. I, well, I know how Rob you feel. You and I spoke about spoke about it when the trade went down. But Khalil, we like none of you are, are believers in this because I'm. I believe the reason. I'll tell you the reason I said that is I'm actually kind of. In a way, I was kind of, I guess, doing something that I'd expect from you, Khalil, is I was actually giving credit to LeBron, where LeBron is playing at such a high level. Uh, it's not that, like, I'm not going to, like, some people are saying, like, he's playing the best he's ever had. That's ridiculous. He's not. Uh, but he's still playing at such a high level. And I know it's a big if with Anthony Davis, you know, man, man, you know, he sees you need to make sure you have all the wet floor signs over there at the Staples Center for him. <laughs> um, but um, he's been playing well, but I, I just think they're like a better team. Like they have legitimate players. Like Malik Beasley is like a legitimate NBA player. Mo Bamba is a legitimate NBA player, even though he was not playing in Orlando. Um, Jared Vanderbilt. Jared Vanderbilt might be like Vanderbilt, the yeah, best okay, player Vanderbilt they got so in that trade. Like Vanderbilt is somebody they desperately needed. Um you know what I'm saying? And I just I think they've given LeBron more to work with. And in a sense, I was kind of – are they the – at the time, I said, like, they might might be because um, of that LeBron factor. But no, nobody nobody gives – like, you don't see any chance they get out of the – they get to, a, say, the conference final? If you told me uh, – I'm sorry, Khalil. Go, go, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. No, you, no, you go ahead. You're good. All right, if you told me that they had this team in the beginning of the season, I would have agreed with you. I could have seen that. But I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I think it's a little too far-fetched now for them to all – I mean, basketball is different, obviously, but I think it's no, a little we're, too we're far-fetched. We're two-thirds of the yeah. season. So, like, I think they're it, not – I think it's, I think it's a little too – I think it's a little too late. Like I said, I, I'm in my little tangent, if they keep these guys around somehow, some way, I'll agree with you. But I think it's a little too late now with how everyone else in the West is playing at such a high level and with all the new acquisitions that just went to the West. It, at, the West is the hardest it's probably ever been in quite some time with all these new teams and faces and stuff like that. So yeah, it, yeah, it's hard for me until, to say that. Up until the actual trades before then, the West was not looking great at all, actually. Yeah, that's with, kind of what I was saying. I just did – honestly – I could, I would, before before Duran and, and even this Lakers trade, I wasn't even sure who I would pick in the West. Like, I would go with, like, mm-hmm. the Warriors in the conference finals, but, like, I don't even feel, like, super, I wasn't, like, super, like, you know, yeah, about that. Um, you know, like, the Nuggets are there. They're, they're I think they're still the, they have the they're number still the number one. one. They're, they're number one number in one. the West, but, yeah. like, you know, they've basically have had the same team for the last like couple of years, and and Jokic is still playing well and all that stuff. Jamal Murray coming back. I mean, Murray's been back. He's been okay. Yeah. He hasn't been like he's had some some nights. Some nights he's just kind of like there. Um, but you know, I just I don't know. Like I I'm not super super. I don't have any conviction about them either as being definitively better. Above, uh, you know, a cloth above anybody else. Uh, the Suns have been just riddled with injuries, obviously. Even the Pelicans, like the Pelicans have been pretty good. 
uh, for most, I mean, up until recently, they, they hit some lo- uh, a losing skid. And that that's with Zion and, and Brandon Ingram missing large chunks of time. Um, but So they've been pretty good. But, like, it's the Zion thing, like, is he going to be around? Um, and they're a young team anyway. Um, who else would you talk about? I mean, the Grizzlies, like, come on. Like, I like them. They're a good team. But, like, you know, I, like we kind of talked about, you do a whole lot of talking. It'd be ni- it'd be nice to see you. Like, Ooh, I have one. I have it. Wait, wait for the losers. I have it. Just wait. Um, okay. Just uh, wait on it. No, <laughs> I, I I feel like the West. I feel like the West even more so than the East because I think in the, East, the West is wide open. I feel like honestly. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying. Like I I don't know. I'm a little shocked that that I know LeBron. Uh, Clayton, you're a LeBron guy. Khalil, there's nobody here more LeBron guy than you. I'm. I'm a little shocked that, that there's not there's not so uh, my 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 biggest thing um with the Lakers well you know how I give it up as long as LeBron makes the playoffs I'm giving them a chance to win against anybody um but honestly what it really comes down to is one the shooting yeah they got D'Angelo Russell that does help it like I'd rather D'Angelo Russell come down to court and take a three point shot rather than Westbrook. So that does change. Uh, change. It helps their shooting just a little bit, but not necessarily to the level that they need it to be for them to be successful. Uh, but genuinely, it really comes down to um, how healthy Anthony Davis is going to be, and um, you know how well he can play when he when he is on the court. That's really what it comes down to. I think even uh, before the West, uh, you know, getting Westbrook off the team, I think they would still have a chance as long as Anthony Davis can stay on the court and be healthy. Because, like, LeBron can carry a low to an extent, but, I mean, he's, you know, like, he's been, as for as long as he's been doing it, like, he can't continue to be the guy to put the entire team on his back. Like, he needs some type of support. And I think Anthony Davis just has to still be that guy. So, um, I, I, I don't want to say second round exit. I think they can make it to the conference final, but it legitimately just comes down. Because I know what LeBron's going to do. I know he's going to show up and perform. It just really depends on if the you know the second most important guy on the team is actually gonna be able to get on the court and and um, perform at a high level. That's really what it comes down to. Well, to to back to back you up on that point, Khalil, with the with the shooting, Malik Beasley is a thirty eight percent career three point shooter, and just this, I mean he's down two percent this season, but that's also another you know they don't need to reply uh, rely on the DoorDash guy, whoever that guy is that Brandon always talks about. You know what I mean? Like, I understand it. Yeah, I understand it. The shooting's there. The talent is there. And I agree with you with the LeBron thing. I just think it's way too fucking deep. That's my only thing. That is literally my only thing. I don't think so. The West is still wide open. And, like, these trades just happened and all that. But you have these other teams that still have to really get on the court and make it mesh and work, especially when you think about, like, the Dallas team where you have two ball-dominant guys who have to kind of navigate sharing the ball at some point. Same thing with the Suns, where you have Kevin Durant and Booker, also two ball-dominant dudes who have to navigate no sharing the ball. ball and Aiton. Aiton wasn't really happy. Exactly. He's not getting touches. Like, you think he's getting yeah. touches now. Exactly. So, he, he's going to be getting slim pickings over there, too. So, but when you think about the Lakers, like, it's still LeBron and Anthony Davis. That connection is already there. And then when you throw in a D'Angelo Russell guy who doesn't necessarily have to be somebody who, can, who needs to have the ball in his hands, he's actually pretty decent off-ball. Um, you know, he and I think he'll be able to fit into the offense style way better um, than Westbrook ever has. I, I think their adjustment period isn't going to be as harsh 
um, or as uh, difficult as the other teams. So they might be able to get back on track a lot easier than, than everybody else in the West, if you ask me. So um, I think they can turn it. I think they can turn it around. I think it legitimately comes down to if they can make a, make the playoff, uh, you know, playoff. who knows? Because <laughs> there, there's no, like, like Brandon was saying, like there's no legitimate team on the West that you're like, damn. That, that that those are the guys. Like you look at the East, you look at the Bucks, you look at Boston. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Philly or something like. There's certain teams no, you know. Okay. No, not Philly. You want to hear something about Philly? Uh, you heard some ridiculous stuff about Dwayne Dedman. I I got something ridiculous on Philly. Oh, from the Matisse Thybulle thing? No. Corkamos? I got. I got. I saw this. I didn't think I'd get to it, but thank you for giving it to me. The Celtics played the Saints. You're right, pause. (laughs) (laughs) The The Celtics played the Sixers last night. They were missing three starters. Jalen Brown got hurt after 18 minutes, broke his face. Grant Williams was guarding Joel Embiid. It was the first game the entire season they didn't have a 20 point scorer. Jason Tatum had his season low, they still beat the Sixers by seven points. Oh, Jesus Damn. Christ. Damn, that's wild. They're not serious. So, I don't believe yeah, them. Um, so, yeah, you know, the Bucks and, um, you know, <laughs> Boston, you know, no, for, for real, though, like, those, you can look at those and be like, okay, those are legitimate titles. I'll look at the West and I'm like, it's a free-for-all. Like, you, you, there's no, there's no real team you can point to and be like, oh, those are the guys. Like, every, I feel like maybe four or five different teams on the West so far this season had a moment of oh man they might be the ones and then injuries kind of got in the way where they just fell off a cliff but you're not seeing that necessarily on the east right now so the west I, I really think anybody can go in there and take it right now now next season you know depending on what happens uh with the players that just got traded and you know if they can work out contracts to keep the certain team structures the way they are you know you're, you're looking at something different it might get a lot harder then but now Honestly, now might be the best possible time, which I think is the reason why those Western teams made those acquisitions. Because they see, yo, we can just make one adjustment and take this whole shit over. Because there's nobody on the West that's, like, really a contender like that. At least that's where I see it. Can I just ask a quick question to Brendan or Robert? Who Rob, you're very quiet today. want to point that out. Um, Kyrie, if he ends up getting traded to the Lakers, right? This is just hypothetical. You can make this very, very quick. If Kyrie gets traded to the Lakers, do we still, like, do you think the Lakers make the rest of these trades, or do you think that they, they get Kyrie, and that's the end of the story? Do you get what I'm saying? Um, Hello? Not Anyone? A, what, do you not mean, exactly. what do you mean by that, yeah. exactly? Like, do you, if they trade for Kyrie, right, yeah. do they stop it there? Or do they trade for more talent? Like we no, were talking about oh, how okay, these, okay. these, these guys, to. like these, yeah, these guys are great role players and stuff like that. But I'm saying, like Kyrie is Kyrie still. So you get what I'm saying? I'm not knocking these players at all. I mean, but I'm just asking. Well, be, go ahead, Bernie. I, I think they do. Uh, apparently, uh-huh. but apparently. maybe not the caliber. Right? No, well, no. Trading for these guys is a high-caliber role players. I well, no. They, they, the, the. Obviously, they wouldn't have gotten Vanderbilt and Beasley. That, that. Was yeah. Just, they basically took a similar package that they would have needed to get Kyrie and Westbrook to to make that happen. So they get Kyrie. Um, but I, 
Thomas Bryant apparently requested the trade. He uh, he hasn't been playing much since Anthony Davis came back. He wanted out. So I think that trade gets made. Um, mm-hmm. And then also I think I think they could – I think – I don't see why they wouldn't trade for Mo Bamba either. Like that didn't, you know, cost them anything. Like it was a second-round pick and they got three – they got – they got what three three seconds for Thomas Bryant. Like they took one of those and flipped them to uh to the Magic with Patrick mm-hmm. Beverly to get Mobamba. Like I, I don't see why they don't do that either. Um, so yeah, to answer your question. Okay, Rob, do you have anything to say? Um, I I think I said it earlier. I mean, I like the I like I give it E for effort, but I still think that the best team around LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Is defense and three point shooting, and I don't think they fully got that accomplished with all those trades. They they added some players that are good in certain positions, but not fully. Because D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley, not really known for their defense, don't really see that that being an upgrade. Now that they're playing with the Lakers, and James Vanderbilt, good player, but also three point shooting a little questionable. And you already have Rudy Hachimura, whose offense I'm still trying to to I'm not I'm not fully uh sold on yet. So. That's my opinion. You can keep going, Brandon. Um, it was a pretty active deadline. Twenty-seven of the thirty teams in the NBA participated in a trade. Say that one more time. Say that one more time. Twenty-seven of the thirty. Okay, just want to you know let the people down home, down south, you know, twenty-seven teams made a fucking move. Just want to let that be known in some form or fashion. Um, Wait, are you upset with the Bulls? I'm upset with the fucking heat. There's a. Uh, is there any other smaller trades anybody, any of you guys want to talk about, have a interested in, little anecdote? I actually. I mean, Rob, go ahead, Brett, Rob. Go, no, go, Rob. Go, Rob. I actually like the. Uh, I like how Philly was able to get off of Martise Thibel and, and they got uh, Jaden McDaniels. I like him from the. From the and Hornets. a second round pick, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I think yeah. that was a good. I like that little move. That was a good move. And, and the Hawks and Sadiq Bay, but that's that's what I got for five second round picks. Yeah, that was the theme. Five second <laughs> round picks. Uh, um, that's all you big theme with the day. Uh, with the with the Sixers, did you guys see Cork whatever request uh, trade? Yeah. Did you guys see that? And everyone was firing his ass up on Twitter, and then he didn't even get traded. That was funny to me. Um. I just, I guess, little Villanova antidote. Sixty uh, percent of the <laughs> most recent Villanova uh, championship team are playing in New York. Shout out to Michael Bridges, Mikael Bridges, and Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart. You're a doppelganger, Brandon. Josh Hart. Okay. Oh, no. Whoa. Is that, uh, <laughs> that's what Brandon said. Hey, hey, hold on. No disrespect. No disrespect. But I saw that video. Jalen Brunson looked a little too happy to see Josh Hart playing on the Knicks. I'm sorry. He looked like he looked like he looked like they got Kevin Durant. He needed he needed he needed to calm it down. It's Josh. That's Hart. his boy from college. What are you talking about? He was, nah, he was jumping like they was about to win the championship. Like nah, he looked a little. It wasn't like oh my homeboy's gonna come play with me. I was like oh we got Josh Hart. No way, dude. I can't believe we got Josh Hart. Like it's Josh Hart. Come on, stop it. Great rebounder. Just want to you know let that be known. Uh, the James Wiseman, uh, the James Wiseman uh, experiment is done in Golden State. Finally, that was just as long as about any of these other uh, 
sagas going on. I don't really have that was part of the that was part of the Sadiq Bay trade, right? Yeah, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah, I mean nothing really else that you know boggles my mind. I'm not gonna lie to you. My favorite move of anybody of those smaller deals, the Warriors picking up uh, Gary Payton the second. The second. Uh, I think that's a solid move for them. Um, he was a big part of uh, of what they did last year. Um, no, but n- nothing else. N- n- nothing. I else. got you. I got you, man. Death taxes and George Hill getting traded before the deadline, baby. You know what time it is. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see it. Daniel Tice. So Where did he go, nice. by the way? Where did George Hill go to? Back to Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> 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 a third time. <laughs> he gets, he gets to uh, sit on the bus and duck the red beans with the rest of them. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Watch it. Watch it, buddy. Yeah, hey, I didn't do nothing. All right. Go ahead. Brandon. Sorry, go ahead. Um, all right, we can move on because I, I know – we didn't want to be here for two hours, but we're heading in this direction. So let's just try and get this out the way fast. Uh, we'll we'll talk about winners and losers. Uh, Clayton, would you like to uh, take it away? Well, I mean, it's 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 three losers that are like kind of wrapped up, I guess. One of them being, you know, by themselves. I mean, we can obviously talk about the Miami Heat being a loser. Not not you know fucking making a move at all waiting we'll save for the fucking last because yeah exactly that's that's where that's where i was going but um when i was talking about losers uh brandon i really wasn't talking about it like in a disgrace for them i just think it's more of a god damn it we have to go through this i mean you guys already talked about the west and to yourselves being you know that it's kind of wide open but for me one of the personal losers is one of, is the nuggets you know um, and it's like I said, they didn't do anything wrong. They they really it's not that they you know fucked up in any way. They they traded for Thomas Bryant, but now they had actually some separation from the Grizzlies. I think they I think it's like three and a half games or something like that. Um, they have some separation from the Grizzlies, but then adding adding Kyrie going to Dallas. I don't know where Dallas is currently sitting right now, but then you have KD going to the Suns, and it's like again. You talked about Jamal Murray not being the greatest and Nikolai is still falling out. But now they have to go through what I think, me personally, is, you know, is a gauntlet. Say what you want. But they, them just trading for Thomas Bryant wasn't really moving the needle much when KD gets traded and Kyrie gets traded. Like, if that's what you think that you need to be, if you think you're a championship contender right this second, I don't personally think that the Nuggets are. If I'm, this is me. I, you guys know how I was with the Jazz for like the last seven years when they had Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. They were always in the top of the first seed. They always were going into the playoffs. But then, guess what? They lost in the playoffs. I think this is what the Nuggets are going to be doing for the next five or six years. That's just me personally, because I haven't seen it from Nikolai from going in the playoffs and then he loses every single time before he gets his MVP award. Like he has to go to wherever he's from to receive his little snow globe to get his MVP. Like, I would like to see the MVP of the league go further into the playoffs, but that's just me. The other loser for me is the Memphis Grizzlies, which is the same concept with the Denver Nuggets, which is they didn't really they, – they're battling for the second seed, and we know how the Grizzlies are in, the, in this, you know, on this podcast. We're not very fond 
of them. But when you have John Morant coming out here saying that the Celtics are the only team that he's concerned about, meanwhile, you lose your last eight of your ten because of, like, that whole incident or whatever. And John Morant, you know, I, I know you guys have seen the Twitter memes of John Morant, you know, spinning the block, I guess you could say. But um, I, it, it, they're the losers to me because they didn't really do anything to really up themselves. Meanwhile, the teams around them in their conference made significant moves where I, I've already considered it, you know, if the Suns, if the Suns keep doing what they're doing now with KD, I think they will be the favorites. That's just me. Those are just my only two losers. And we'll get to the Heat later. I don't really have winners. Uh, okay. I mean, well, we talked about the Suns to death. I think they're obviously winners. Yeah. Uh, Khalil, do you have any 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 uh, winners, losers to add? Um. Aside from the, the Suns as a winner and the Heat as a loser? Nope, you know why? Because I don't even consider uh, Memphis or the Nuggets losers. You know why? Because they don't suck. Like the only loser that's on my list. The goddamn. Well, no, the Heat don't suck. Let me not do that. I'm just not happy with the current iteration of my team. You know how I feel about that. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, well, shit. I, I, everybody's a winner since everybody did a fucking trade except for the Heat. So, <laughs> fuck it. Since everybody got a transaction through. <laughs> uh. Uh, uh, Robert, do you do you have anything, or are we just gonna get straight to the heat? No, I think before before we do, I actually got some winners and losers. Um, I think the Bucks are winners, just for the I fact agree. that they were able to get Jay Crowder and you know kind of kind of put them up there with the Celtics, going toe to toe. Didn't the Celtics get somebody else too, Brandon? Besides, was not uh, yeah, they traded for Mike Muscala. Yeah, I mean they okay, they do this, they get the white. The white center who can't who can shoot every year. Okay, um, he's, he's shooting. I think I think it was like thirty nine percent from three this year. Okay, yeah. Um, I think that's a good move. I think they're winners in that. Uh, losers, I would say Memphis, but I would only say Memphis because I think they should have been the team that traded for Kevin Durant. So. That wasn't going to happen. Uh, Brooklyn wanted to work with Kevin Durant. And he wanted to go to Phoenix. So that wasn't going to happen. He was only going to Phoenix. Yeah. Well, okay. So oh, I- can I just say, I'm sorry, Rob. Can I just cut you off real quick? Because you were talking about Jay Crowder going to the Bucks. Yeah. Um, I think I, you know, I think I did a good one or I got a good one because the second AG found out that Jay Crowder went to the Bucks, she's like, nah, I can't do it anymore. I hate the Bucks. So we did it. We did it together as one. She can't, she doesn't like Jay Crowder anymore because he's on the Bucks. Oh, well. she worry. He, he won't be there for long. Oh, bro, we're not doing this, bro. <laughs> hey. No love for the black man. What's that all about? Oh, what about Jimmy Butler's shoulders? Pause. Bro. His shoulders. His shoulders. What about Bam's shoulders? I was about to say, them shoulders is hurting when you, you got to put the whole fucking team on your back. The fat ass Kyle Lowry in tow. God damn it. Uh. All right, so I guess that's what we're gonna do. We're Wait, just gonna get right to the Miami. Wait, no, well, no. Uh, you said you said you said we were gonna fight. What are we gonna fight about? Oh, well, I guess it sounds like me, Khalil, and Clayton are all on. Oh, it. we're yeah. So, uh, Robert, do you want to go ahead and take this bullet for your man? I had one more winner, by the way, before you, before y'all rudely interrupted me. Yes, I am. Okay, go ahead. All right. 
a winner of the draft, the Raptors. Draft? Yes, the Raptors are a winner. The, I mean, um, sorry, trade trade deadline. <laughs> See, I'm, they're already thinking in the off season. Because by the time the draft time comes around, no, no, he about to collect. He kept, he kept his guys. These teams about to be desperate in a couple of months. He, he, he holding the most chips now. He got OG and Pascal, and the price of the brick just keep going up. So people are going to probably get something stupid. He's going to get some stupid trade, some stupid stuff in a couple of months. But all right, you want me to do it? You want me to to die on the sword? If you want to. Yeah. I mean, I could go. We could start it off and uh, with your thing, or we could start it off with, with mine. It's up to you. Uh, you can you can go. I'll rebuttal to you. All right, fine. Well, uh, as a uh, as it's very obvious, the Miami Heat have let the trade deadline come and go. Again. And while and while I'm very very pleased to welcome Heat legend Cash Considerations into the fold. <laughs> Into the fold for Dwayne oh, Dedman. Uh, I I believe I believe that you know that's a that's that the odd biggest thing. that's the biggest baseball move I've ever seen in my entire life, bro. Brandon, you know that firsthand, dog. That's oh, yeah. a baseball move. Uh, man. The, the you, only, get, you get the, cast considerations and a player to be named later. Player to and be named later. Yeah, that, that's the fucking player to be named later, dog. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, while I'm very excited that I won't have to watch the abomination that is Dwayne Debman play basketball on my team anymore, um, I am very, I'm not, I'm very, I'm very disappointed. I'm very disappointed in the front office, um, uh, that they didn't make a move. Um, I didn't necessarily, I don't, you know, I would have obviously liked them to, you know, maybe try and swing something for, uh, uh, maybe a, a Ananobi or like a Kyle Lowry, get a couple players back. Um, but you know what? From what it seems like, a lot of these deals were out there. Um, you just didn't have the assets, and that kind of comes back to you. You should have traded Duncan and Kyle Lowry last off season, uh, or in the summer instead of uh waiting till the deadline. Uh, but nevertheless, um, I just. I feel like you're not they're not really helping themselves. The Heat as I was telling Robert uh before we hopped on here, the Heat do something better than anybody in the league which is produce and develop talent. Um from nothing, like undrafted guys, guys that they invest nothing in. Um just on this roster you have Duncan Struess and, and Vincent. Um in the past, Josh Richardson. Um you know, there was a little hot second of Rodney Magruder. Um and you, you, you develop these guys and, and you 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 can really honestly be continually giving yourself assets if you if you just manage them properly. Duncan, yeah, he had a bad season last year, but had you traded him in the off season, I think you probably could have gotten a second round pick or two for him. Why gave Vincent and Max Struce? I don't think you're signing them both. Uh, maybe you signed one. I think it's probably more likely they signed Max Struess than Gabe Vincent. They resign. Uh, they resign. I'm sorry, but um, why wasn't the other? You 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 saw how first, second round picks. They, they're just giving them shits away. I I'm sure somebody would have given you two or three first uh, second round picks. I'm sorry for for Gabe Vincent. 
um, if he's the guy you deem that you're gonna you're gonna let go. And 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 they already have they have two roster spots now after the Deadman trade. You let Vincent go for nothing and some and some second round picks. You you open up a third. You could have gotten a replacement point guard on the buyout market, and you got two more roster spots to go do some stuff. So it's not like you're 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 giving up on the season. Like you can still work some stuff while replenishing assets. I just I'm very disappointed that they didn't they didn't uh, pick a direction. Basically, um, I do have a positive spin on it, but I will. But before we get there, we need to, uh, as Seth Rollins would say, burn it down. So I will turn it over to Clayton, uh, Khalil, any one of you which want to carry the torch and light this bitch on fire. Go ahead. Go ahead, Khalil. I, I, I'm going to make mine quick because, I mean, I mean, I said this in the last pod and last uh, Friday pod in terms of, like, Pat, just make the move. Get something done, brother. You can't spend another season sitting on, sitting on your hands doing nothing. And he did exactly that. They let me down once again. I don't know if I can continue on. Watching this heat team, it hurts my heart. I, I, I just, it, like, the migraines, the headaches, just staying up at night watching these games, it's, it's just not good. It's just not good. And I'm not going to be the dude to be like, oh, Pat Riley needs to go. I still trust in the Godfather. The dog, I mean, if, if he gives you nothing, you know what I mean? At some point, you got to start asking what the hell is going on. I don't know if he, if he lost his touch. If he don't got the finger on the pulse like he used to, I don't know what's going on. But it's like, even like it's not even it's not even the fact that there were no things, no uh, movements that actually happened for us this trade deadline. But the fact that usually you would hear, oh, you know, Suns, Mets, and Heat interested in such and such player. I saw that maybe twice the entire, like the entire week of of the trade deadline where the Heat maybe were in on somebody, and then the next update, they were out. And that was it. It just didn't go any further than that. And that may, that could potentially be maybe, you know, Pat Ryder holding on to his cards and stuff like that. I understand that. That's cool. But back-to-back years of holding on to your cards, you, you can't do that, bro. you got to make a move. Like, one season of holding on, that's fine. And then, you know, you wait till the offseason, and everybody says, oh, well, don't worry about the trade deadline. We'll just wait till the offseason, and we'll, we'll, get a, we'll get a player then. That didn't happen. And now here we are again. So what? We're just gonna wait for the deadline. Uh, we're gonna wait for the offseason again to hope we can find some, uh, a star player or somebody to sign with us. Like I can't, I can't keep doing this, man. Moves have to be made. I'm glad that we got rid of Deadman, but uh, like Brandon was saying, uh, when it first happened, you know, he could have did that any 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 point. So well, when he did it early, I'm thinking, oh shit, okay, he might be lining up for something else, I and nothing have, came from it. I do have clarification on that, by the way. I do have word on that okay. Deadman trade, so I could give it to y'all here. Uh, essentially, the reason why they made that Dwayne Deadman trade is because they had the opportunity to make that trade. They mm-hmm. did not know if that trade would be available to them today, and they did not feel it was likely that they would be able to get anything done at the deadline. So instead of waiting and trying to get something done and then you go back and, oh, the Spurs took somebody else's contract and now they don't have space. They decided mm-hmm. to make the deal. Um, so, so that way they could have flexibility in the buyout market. Um, so there's that. Also, um, I do want to preface one thing I did leave out. Um, I did address it as front office instead of Riley because the way the Heat's front office works, 
while Riley is the ultimate decision maker, they do kind of have like a group project kind of thing going on there. Um, and Riley often gets credit for things that were not him and gets blamed for things um, that were not him. Uh, you know, uh, example, Dwayne Wade, he gets credit for that. It was not Pat Riley. Pat Riley did not want Dwayne Wade. Not that he didn't like him, but that was not that would not have been in pick. It was he liked Chris Kamen. There was a little bit of luck involved as well with Milicic going ahead. But uh, in the Heat organization, it was uh, I believe Chet Kramer was the uh, was the huge Dwayne Wade fan and was pounding the table for him. Um, and actually, I believe the story goes it took a call from I believe it was Dwayne Wade's like trainer. Uh, in the pre-draft process, um, uh, Trek Kramer like got on the phone, got him on the phone to speak with Pat Riley, and uh, basically like the trainer had to convince like convince Pat Riley to take Dwayne Wade. So, um, and then example in the other direction, Pat Riley did not want to sign Duncan Robinson. That was not his preference. Uh, that was a Spolstra thing. Um, also, I heard today word is that um the basically the biggest like voice fighting for Kyle Lowry um is Eric Spolstra even though he's not playing him um so so like I said I address it at the front office that includes Spo he does have um a voice in there so uh you know just put that out there for so that that want to like call Riley washed it may not necessarily be him it may or may not but I but like you were saying in terms of when something does happen you know it's Pat Riley's doing and Pat Riley has no issue with with, with going out there and waving his hand and saying hey look what I did so yeah that is a fair point too yeah so it's like okay if you want if you want if you want to put your hand out there and wave around when you do the good stuff who am I going to point out when the when the shit go bad I you know so but here's the thing Fair. I won't pile on just Pat Riley. Even if it is a front office thing, I do still genuinely feel like it's something that needs to be changed to say. There's no way that 2017, good or bad, managed to make a transaction, you know, and, and he was just sitting, sitting on the hand. I, I just, it's disappointing. That's the only thing I got. It's just disappointing. Something's got to change. But the running back team ain't getting it done. This is the, what, this is the third, fourth year of, of this iteration of this team? I, I I can't I can't do it no more. We we need some type of changes, especially when you have Bam and and Tyler Hero coming into their prime, and then Jimmy. You know Jimmy's still playing at a high level, but you know what I mean you can't expect him to be this type of this type of guy for the next you know two three seasons going forward. I would like to see some type of change instead of just being like some mid level team that goes out in the second round. That's just not cute. I I, I can't I can't stand for it. That's fair, Clayton. Have you guys have you guys seen the memes for Kalu? You've probably seen it. It was like before a trade deadline for Pat Riley. Wait, hold up, let him cook, and then it's after trade line deadline. Why did y'all let him cook? Because he didn't do oh, shit. That one was funny. And, <laughs> he didn't. I, I, l- listen, this is this is the biggest thing with it. All right, let me give you guys some records. The match. 30 and 26. They trade for Kyrie Irving. The Suns, 30 and 26. They trade for Kevin Durant. That the one Miami, I can't. I, the I can't Miami give, Heat. I hold can't on, give you 30 on, and 26 Suns. That's injury based. That's not. Well, hold on. 
30, the Heat. All right, fine. Do you want to do just Mavs? Whatever. The Heat, 30 and 25, were just hoping for Victor Oladipo's defense. Like, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm tired of it. Like Khalil said, and pretty much, you know, beat the horse on it. It's just, we have the talent. You. We, sorry, pause. Uh, <laughs> we have the talent, right? My biggest thing, I mean, you guys can probably agree, the Miami Heat, they either play up to the talent of the person that they're playing or they play down to the talent of the people that, of the teams that they're playing. Like, I want to be the ones that are setting, setting the pace. Do you understand what I'm saying? Bam out of bio. been doing that for years. That goes back to Dwayne Wade. They've just done that. They Like, for some reason, they always lose to the Hornets on a back-to-back or the match. But they just did. Bam out of bio is playing at a very high level. Jimmy, Jimmy, the highest level in his career year. Jimmy Butler is still playing great. And, yeah, Tyler Hero, whatever. Um, I just, we need something to compete. I've always, I've said it, I think, before, Brandon, before you actually got on the pod. I was always huge. I was always big. If we're not going to win the championship here, then what the fuck are we doing? And, it, I, Brandon, I know you're a homer, and, you know, I still love you, dog, but we're not winning a championship this year. So what the fuck are we doing? Pat Riley or the front office, whoever you want to give the fucking credit to, they need to come out and tell us something soon. Because not signing any free agents, letting free agents go, not getting anything in return, not trading for anyone in the trade deadline for the second year in a row, this is a cause for concern. It's a concern. And with other players like Kyle Lowry not even fucking playing, do you want to tell me that Eric Spolstra is buying for Kyle Lowry but he's not playing? Like, that's a lot of, like, running around, man. We're not getting anything done. We are not the clear favorites in the East. I, we always talked about when, when the bubble was happening, when Jimmy Butler was going to the Eastern Conference Finals, we saw the writing on the wall with that Miami Heat team. We were the only podcast in America that had the Miami Heat going to the finals in the bubble playoffs, and we at least had them going to the Eastern Conference Finals because we saw something with them. This Miami Heat team looks fucking lifeless. The only person that's great on this team is Bam Adebayo, and there is no close second. It is Bam Adebayo's team, and it revolves around him. But the rest of those players on these fu- on this fucking team is fucking atrocious. It's bad. And I'm praying to God that Pat Riley fucking, you know, puts his little godfather fingers on and figure out what the hell he's doing. Because as I've said in the past, I think before the bubble playoffs started, I was, I, I, I was tired of Pat Riley because I wanted I, – I want more. You As a fan, you always want more. You want, you want your team – to be better and when we have the necessary resources to get, at least get a little better or take someone the fuck away and nothing happens that's a problem that's not very good i don't i don't know how how to twist that it's not great um where i i pretty much just lost my fucking train of thought so that's great but <laughs> yeah that i mean we're not we're we're mediocre we're in limbo either we we do something or we fucking just blow it up or something because the mediocre, the limbo, we look dead out there. We don't look great. And if you want to look great, trade for someone. Maybe, maybe just sign someone. Veteran minimum. Or those fucking 10 day G Leaguer that we just fucking signed is not the fucking answer. What's his name? Orlando Robinson? He's not the fucking yeah. truth. All right. R.A. Bouye? 
Oh, my bad. Whatever. If his name that is. guy's actually good, by the way. Uh, Brandon, is he going to be the, 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 the keys to our future? I think he'll replace Gabe Vincent for whatever that's worth. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. I know where I was. I know. I know where I was going with Pat Riley. I I was kind of calling for his head, and then he, we made the bubble playoffs, and the year for the conference finals uh, thing happened, right? And Roberts is going to sit there and tell me, you know, oh, after Dwayne Wade, after the big three, we were in trouble. What did Pat Riley do? He turned it into something. After that, what did he do? He turned it into something, and so on and so forth. But, you know, maybe let's have a little bit of fucking consistency. Yeah? Let's not have two years of greatness and then five years of fucking mediocre and then two years of greatness and five years of mediocre. I mean, a yeah. lot of NBA... A lot of, All right, Clayton. All right. I a lot of NBA teams would kill for that. And I understand okay. that. And that's okay. all great. No, I'm, all right. I'm, now I got my trans pop back. So the voice of fucking, Clayton Shepard. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. You turn. I, no, I'm a little. No, no, I don't no, care. No, you no, like no. Philly sweet, so shut the fuck up. You're now, now you, you turn. You turn you you're you're making like me less <laughs> upset, and I don't really like. It. You're making me less upset, and I don't really like it because I I want to be upset about it. Because because Clayton, you're being ridiculous. What? They haven't. Had, they're literally in year one of a, and like, I can't even say they're like mediocre. They're like what they're like the fifth or sixth seed in the east right now they're like that's limbo that's that's limbo right? no it isn't Being you're not in limbo bro you have, you have the, you have bam out of bio you have bam out of bio who literally last night dropped 38 and 9 on i don't think very highly of like miles my uh miles turner as like a overall player but he is one of the best defenders at his position in the league like he is an elite did I, did I not say Bam Adebayo was a bright spot? Did I not you, say he was you, the best player on the court? But you, you can't. You, you're telling me your limbo did is like. You're, but you're not. You're, you're describing it as limbo, and they're not in limbo. They have a clear direction. You have Bam. Where Adebayo. is it, Brandon? Your, your clear direction is to move forward with Bam Adebayo, push to compete. You have Bam Adebayo, who is one of. He is probably. Like I said, we did. What did we do? We did that top. What was it the top twenty-five under twenty-five, Robert? Is that what we did? Yeah. Beginning of the year or something like that. If, if I I had Bam out of bio at second, um, and to be honest with you, I have not been proven to be far off. I wouldn't say second. I would. You, I'd probably go third. Like you're you're looking at at John Tatum, who are definitively better than him, and like Luca. Is Luca, Luca. Yeah, is Luca he? is under twenty five. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, he is. So Luca. So you're at Luca. You're at Luca. You're at Tatum. Better than him. Ja. Okay. I don't even okay. know that. And like, you can kind of debate Ja to be honest, because like, as far as the league is concerned, like Bam Adebayo is like not only more valuable than a player like Ja. He's like, if you're talking about building a contender, and I had to pick one. I'm picking Bam, not Josh. Same okay. goes. For, you, you know what I'm saying? So like. Okay. So let me wait. You, you what were the four players again? You had Jason Tatum. You had uh, Luca. Luca, Josh, ja, and um. Oh, you had a fourth. Who the hell are we talking about? Luca, Josh, uh, ja, Tatum. There was one more. I know for a fact I heard another name. There's but anyways, with 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 those names that you mentioned, right? He gave them. Those guys got help. Bam Adebayo has Jimmy Butler. I understand that, but like with with Khalil, what Khalil said, I yeah, Jimmy Butler is going to be great in the playoffs. 
But hold on, bro. Jimmy Butler's going to do great in the playoffs. All I see around my team are undrafted free agents that are not producing. Besides Max Struess, who I don't know if he's going to, you know, pan out. But we already saw what happened with the writing on the wall with Duncan Robinson. So this is what I'm saying. We have undrafted free agents. Where are our ta- Where is our talent going to come from soon? We saw we go to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, right? We yeah. think, ah, we just need one more piece, one more piece of the pie, or maybe a couple more pieces. Let's see how we can. And that's with Kyle Lowry not having a very good playoff, very bad playoff, Kyle Lowry. And we were like, oh, we just need it. We just need a couple more pieces. And we did nothing. That's, that doesn't cause for concern for you? Unless you're thinking not, that he's going to have a brighter picture. No, it's not about – look, concern – I'm not going to say concern. Like, I think you're being – honestly, I think you're being, like, over dramatic about it, like he Twitter is. Um, it's – did what them doing nothing is a mistake. As I just said, I, I I believe it's a mistake. I don't think they did the right thing. However, calling it a concern is is ridiculous. Like for and and I'll and I'll get into like what my my devil's advocate for my belief is if they didn't make not making a move, you can argue might actually end up being the best thing because if you look at some of the prices out there for some some of the players, not all of them. I think there's some players that maybe they probably should have tried to get in but you know even even still um they didn't give up any asset for a middling player for a team that let's be honest the the if you want it like like I said last last week you want to contend you want to put yourself firmly in the picture to make it to the finals the trade you make is Pascal Siakam and like OG Ananobi and maybe like a and OG Ananobi, yes, I think probably can do that as well. But I I don't think you're I think you're like towards the back end of that line. Um, the prices for those dudes, especially after the Kevin Durant trade, ridiculous. Like just just deal without that trade was hard enough because stop I don't lose trades. Um, so that's fine. If any other trade, if it was a, a PJ Washington. Terry Rozier kind of deal. Um, you're probably going to have to give up a first round pick to make that happen. That's like that's just kind of what what the going rate was. Um, and Terry Rozier, PJ Washington. While I think that that helps them, I think it makes them a better team. I think it it gives them enough juice to to make a run at the top four. Um, they're still behind the Celtics. They're still behind the Bucks. And they were I, still behind the Bucks and the Celtics when we were calling for them to fucking win it all and go to the Eastern Conference Final. We were one. We were literally oh, one shot no. away. And they were or, in that same. Year? They were in that same discussion. Well, the bubble playoff and then the year before. Well, the, the year bu- after the I bubble. Think. The bubble. The bubble was different because before the bu- um, before the bubble, like they were one of the best teams in the league. Then they kind of like right before the shutdown. I think it was like maybe a month before they started to like struggle a little bit, but that. That was all – that's just like – I was saying that at least. I'll tell you why I was saying that. Because just the matchup. Like, at that time, Gian- Giannis was not the player he is now. That matchup against the Bucks, they did not have the shooting. They did not have uh, the defenders. Their defense wasn't as good as it, as it is now to handle that. And, and the, heat, the Heat made quick work of them. 
The Celtics was a lot tougher matchup, quite frankly. The reason that went to hell, in my opinion, is um, they they had like they, they Gordon Hayward was like supposed to be their savior. He missed the first two games, showed up in games, and they're like he's supposed to be their savior. They they like they just couldn't figure out how to play. They couldn't figure out how to how to how to break his own defense, which is I I don't under I still to this day don't understand why it is NBA teams can't figure that out. Um, I I don't know, but um, those teams, both of those teams, were in much different places um, than they than they are now. Last year they got to the to the finals. Let's be honest, they had a they had an easy road. They had a much easier road. That was kind of they got a little little bit of the benefit of what we kind of accused the Hawks of. They played the Hawks, a team that they're better than. Um, and then they got an injured Sixers team. Who, like, let's be honest, even if Joel Embiid was healthy, like, I still would have picked the East to win that series. But then you you get end up in the Eastern Conference Finals, and the the Celtics and the Bucks had to play each other. They went seven, so you just ended up having to go through one of those teams. And and the Nets were ass. They lost in the first round too. So, like, you you didn't have to go through any of the three teams who you figure at the beginning of the year would be your peers to contend. You would figure you'd have to play at least one of those teams. You didn't have to play. You only had to play. Uh, I'm sorry, you'd have to play two. You only had to play one. And, you know, they had an opportunity to win that series. They had game seven at home, and they lost. Um, you know, and, and so what, game seven at home, right? Yeah, game seven at home. And they lost, you know. And so you have a direction – they know they should be pushing forward with Bam. Uh, you have Jimmy, who is 34 years old and is still a great – he's still a phenomenal player. He can still get it done. Um, I think Tyler Hero, you can move forward with him. I'm comfortable moving forward with him as part of this team. But quite frankly, the list of players I would trade, I would include him in a trade for. It wasn't that begin, big to begin with at the beginning of the year. It's smaller now. Um, you gotta. I just think you're you're overreacting a little bit. It could be a lot worse. You could have traded a pick for somebody who doesn't like, in all honesty, help you. Okay, so let me ask you this: How long have we been asking for a four on this team? How okay. long have we been asking for that? I I think they need a four, but like if you trade, how long? But how long? But how long have we been asking for that, Brandon? All year. And I'm but pretty I, sure but you I, have no, to trade. It hasn't been all year, Brandon. It has not been all year. It's been ever since that we've seen the the diamond in the rough and Bam out of bio. That's been no. What are you talking, Clay? Now yes, you're Clay. Brandon, or Brandon, there's no shot. There's no shot. We were only calling for it this year, bro. There's Clayton. no shot in hell. Clayton, P- PJ Tucker, PJ Tucker last year was was the four you could play with Bam. And and Wait. they were talking about needing the four because Bam won't fucking shoot the basketball. So you need a you need a, you, you want somebody that can space the floor. PJ Tucker was giving you the corner threes, and you we had it for one. We had it for. We've been talking about it, but you don't. Since, you don't oh, need on. that. You don't need that anymore. You don't need to have a four that can shoot next to Bam. It'd be great just because the more spacing you can have, the better. Like it doesn't even matter next to Bam, and and, and you know, as a two guard, a point guard, whatever. The more shooting you have, the better. But you don't. You don't need to have that guy plus that kind of player 
that, that there's not many of them. There's there's not many of them in the league. Because you talk you talk about people to play with Bam. Like you want to talk about Mo Bamba? He's not a four. He's a center. Bam's best position is at a, is at the five, not the four. So like that's the best for the Heat. The best for the Heat is to play Bam at five. Mo Bamba doesn't help you do that. You want to talk about like a Marcus Morris? All right, cool. Like you want you have to go get rid of Kyle Lowry. They didn't have to do that. They got Bones and Island for two second round picks. And who's better than Kyle Lowry? And he makes and he makes twenty six million dollars less than Kyle Lowry. And they have him under team control for the next two years. So, like, they, that's what I'm talking about. Is that there's there's okay, like, fine. Maybe the maybe the Clippers would have been like, okay, like we can have Bones and Island. All right, you know what? We'll take Kyle Lowry if you give us the first round pick. So you're gonna you're gonna you you, you basically pay a first round pick to dump Kyle Lowry for Marcus Morris and. And I don't know, like Luke Kennard or whatever, or like John Wall, like that doesn't help you. You're like you're not gonna win. Like that doesn't help. That they're not. You're not better than Celtics. You're not better than the Bucks if you make that trade. And you gave up a first round pick. Well, I can tell you, not being better than the Bucks or the Celtics, when you have three checkpoints in the NBA season, you don't do dick with all three checkpoints. So I don't know what to tell you, bro. That 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 in itself should piss you off even more, Brandon. Last trade deadline, nothing. This past free agency, nothing. This trade deadline, nothing. What makes you think we're going to do something again in the free agency? One, yeah, it's a, you know, uh, silly me. Two, you know, oh, that's a coincidence. Three is a pattern. Well, I think they will do something in 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 the, the offseason. It's just, as I was telling Robert, my why I think they should have moved them last offseason is my problem is that you're, my I have the bigger issue with you not, trading one of if not both of Struess and Gates. I, I doubt they will sign both. Have their feet. I doubt I they will. Huh? I said I guess you could say at their peak in the playoffs. <clears throat> that's I mean I mean I'm not of... even upset that they, I, I'm not even upset that they gave Duncan the money. Because like the kind of year he had and that shooting, like you really had something with Bam like you only really saw one year of it, so it's questionable that you gave him that kind of money. But at the end of the day, I'm not that upset about it. Like, you gave it to him, fine. But, like, last year where he, you basically saw, like, oh, okay, if this dude's not hitting 40% from three, I can't play him. You should have then cut bait right there. You should have traded him. And, yes, are you going to – like, you probably wouldn't have gotten, like, what you would have hoped to which if I end up trading Duncan – like yeah, all right, I can move him and get a first round pick, and and maybe I can use that trade and 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 to get Durant or like whoever. Like okay, you weren't gonna get that because of the kind of year he had, but I I refuse to believe that somebody wouldn't have given you at least one second round pick for him, which is a lot better than what you're looking at now. They're talking about teams who are asking for two first round picks to take Duncan Robinson. That's ridiculous. That's that's honestly that's, that's why. Not- that's my that's my biggest concern is when you play the game of holding on to your cards, the value that you're the, of those cards they diminish, especially if you're w- working with undrafted talent who aren't playing like they once were, or like a Calari who his injury history just ramped up the past season and a half. All of a sudden, he can't stay on the court, and when he is on the court, he plays like shit. Nobody wants that trade anymore, which is why I'm not the biggest fan of holding on to the card. That's the reason why. If this 
this one bothers this trade line, deadline bothers me more than the one last year because this is the product of holding on to your cards. You don't do anything, and now all of your trade assets are worth absolutely nothing. And now you're sitting here looking around. You, 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 can't, you can't even throw away Kyle Lowry and, and, and Duncan Robinson like you could have last season. Look, Which is why it's like, uh-huh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Khalil, like, you're right. Like, the, the, the truth of the matter is, like, look, I think they'll be able to make a move in the offseason. But what you're going to look at, my, my thing is you're not, you don't learn from your mistakes. Kyle Lowry, fine. Like you, you signed him. I'm not. I'm not gonna be upset with that either. All, every, all of us wanted Kyle Lowry at the time. Um, it turns out, I guess, it looks like his body's telling him, bro, it's time to hang up. Fine. How did you get Kyle? I'm, how did you get Kyle Lowry in the first place? You signed him in a signing trade. You took Wash Goran Dragic and you traded an asset and Precious to go get him. Okay, for what turned out to be a Wash star. Now this off season, you have – it's Kyle Lowry. Maybe you throw Duncan in there too to go get somebody. That's the kind of player you're going to get. Like if you think – if you think – if Damian Lillard becomes available this off season, if you think you're going to get Damian Lillard with Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson, you're crazy. Unless, unless like Damian Lillard – says unequivocally there's only one team I want to go to and it's the Heat and I highly doubt that because the reports have already come out that he has interest he would have interest in playing in New York he said he didn't want to go anywhere when when he had the trade when the trade request was out New York was one of his teams uh-huh. the Heat were one of his teams too but like there are other teams they're like you think you think like I could eat like I told you I told you the scenario with the Rockets like that Rockets team might look a whole lot more appealing next year. So like that, like you're looking at, you're looking at a type of deal. Like, I'm not even convinced. I was telling Robert, Robert wouldn't even like this trade anyway. But like, if you like circle back and it's Bradley Beal, like, are I'm not convinced you can get Bradley Beal for Kyle Lowry and and Duncan Robinson and maybe Jovic and and what like a pick or two. I'm not. I'm not sure that I'm convinced you can do that, because that kind of that that would be the Wizards basically kind of telling you that yeah we're gonna try and like go in another direction, and like Bradley Beal like he's not all that healthy like they don't really have him a whole lot anyway and when they do it's not like they're markedly better, so they're they're just they're basically like record wise they're basically the same with or without him. Well, so, like, from from the argument that I made last week, I I would like to say I. It's cool when, you know, a Kyrie decides he wants to leave. And, he, you know, of course, when there's a star player, you take that chance. But, again, my whole argument was I don't even necessarily care about the blockbuster trade for the big player. Like, I just wanted pieces that, one, can actually be on the court, and, two, can actually make the team better when they are on the court. That's my I only was. thing. And, yeah. like, and like, you, like you were saying in the argument of, hey, this team isn't bad. They just need a couple of pieces to be better. That's what I was waiting for. I was yeah. waiting for the pieces to get better. I'm not looking for a Bradley Beal or a Damian Lillard. I don't care about that. I'm looking at Jimmy Butler. I'm looking at Bam coming into his prime, and I'm saying this team is good enough that we can do something. We can actually compete if we get a couple of pieces. One, somebody who can play besides Bam and rebound. And two, another guard or somebody that can actually shoot. Bottom line. 
bottom line, the Miami Heat got $45 million in Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson that have – well, Duncan's been sitting on the bench half the season. Kyle Lowry's been out, out on and off with injuries, and even when he's – and honestly, they're better with him off the court. They have $45 million mm-hmm. doing nothing and mm-hmm. for them, and, and that's really the bottom line. Um, we said we didn't want to do, our, do a two-hour pod, and I think we're coming real close to that right now. Uh, God, could you imagine if we did the Super Bowl preview? Have mercy. Um, uh, let's wrap this up here. Um, the title. Wait, I'll, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because I, w- I really wanted to hear what Robert had to say, but you can put it on my board because, you know, you were saying put it on the board recently and shit like that. But if we go into the free agency and, you know, we get the Josh McRoberts and the Luke Babbitts of the world, yeah, just wrap it up and go back to go back to sixth place again. Because you want to talk about you want to talk about you know pieces that are actually going to help. Whatever we sign a couple good guys, I that's what I see in our future currently. That's just me. But I really do want to hear what Robert has to say about the Pat Riley sword or whatever the fuck he wanted to say. In all honesty, I really did. Like, Rob, I, can speak now? Are you I can go. Yeah. Okay. I'm just letting y'all get y'all stuff off. Uh. All right. So. I have th- I think some of the Heat fans out there, I'm not saying you guys, but Heat Twitter, just saying, y'all been a little spoiled, okay? Clayton, I heard you say that it's five years of mediocrity and then two years of winning. It's low-key probably the opposite way around. There's like five years, they'll have these stretches for like three, four years, they're pretty relevant, and then they might have like a year or two here where they're just kind of mediocre. Uh, Under mediocre. Pat Riley, I believe we're at year 27 of Pat Riley, they have 21 years in the playoffs. Yes. So, and most of those and years. And then the year, and, and some of the years were like not even their fault. You had the Wade injury in 07, the Alonzo morning screwed up that 01 team that probably would have made. Oh, was it 01 or 02? I think 01 uh, 01. That team probably, that, it was 01 02, right? Yeah, 01. It was 01 year. Yeah. And most of those. Yeah, that, that team probably would have made the finals. Or they, they were like the best team in the league. Most, so, of, most of those years, they have, like, decent runs. They're at least, like, a second-round team. I don't think it's, like, that bad. And, guys, you also know the type of team mentality the franchise has. They're always trying to win. They're not, they're not like me who would kind of look at, like, if it was up to me and I was running this team, I'm, I'm be honest with y'all, I would already trade, I would have traded Jim Butler. I would have I hit a little mini, mini reset button. But they're not going to do that. So we'll see what happens in the offseason. Should they probably have traded Kyle? Yes. Should they probably have traded Duncan last offseason? Like, last offseason, if anything, you guys should be more upset about, to me, not the trade deadline. Like, you, at this point, they're kind of – you could kind of see the right was on the wall, what they were going to do. The one move that I really don't like – I don't like, and I don't really understand, I don't – I can see the whole, like, they need to create the roster spot allegedly for buyouts, but let's be honest – like, out of the buyouts, how many of them want to come play for a team that's probably going to be, at best, maybe at best, maybe the fifth seed in the East? Like, I don't think that's really happening. And because of that, I personally probably wouldn't have made the Dwayne Dedman trade and given up a second-round pick because I have to give up an asset just to get rid of him. I don't think it's worth it. But that's basically all I got. You guys, Brandon kind of covered most of what I had to say, so it's fine. All right. Um, let's uh, like I said, let's try and wrap this up here real quickly. The uh, title picture after the the the, the dust settles on on today and all the trades make. Um, 
anybody any title picture any different uh anybody anything got to say about that anybody any newcomers people out um Khalil I guess I'll start with you uh my biggest one would be the sun only because even before Kevin Durant got there, I, you know, I I was the one that went on the front end and said, even if Devin Booker and Chris Paul come back and they're both healthy on the court, that still ain't enough. Like, we know who, who the Suns are. That ain't getting it done. And I still stood by that up until the point where they decided to go get Kevin fucking Durant. Uh, that kind of changes things a little bit. So um, I think him being added to that roster uh, changes things drastically. I don't necessarily. I don't. I don't know if I. I can't say if they're going to be necessarily a contender. Um, but their chances are a lot higher than uh, a lot of the other teams in the West. So I'd probably say the Suns is probably the most surprising one. Um, I guess I'm going to go ahead and like try to help the podcast out here because my opinion might will know it probably will be controversial and may possibly spark a debate. So let me get it out the way so we have the time. Um, I disagree with you. Um, I think the Suns, I don't think, I think the Suns are obviously like they have Durant. Um, that should be enough to get them to the conference finals. Um, I don't think they get out the West and depending on the matchup, like I could absolutely like if they catch the Lakers in the second round, I could absolutely see in the Lakers beating them. Um, they don't have any depth. They didn't have any depth to begin with prior to the trade they have even less now if you're looking at their roster um as far as guys that can help you in the playoffs that you're like yep that's a playoff player they got five they got paul they got booker they got ayton they got um uh Durant, and they have like cameron Payne. that's it tj warren is the other dude they got in that trade he's probably their starting four now i don't i don't know if you've seen tj warren play since he's got back he, he he's not very good um now, yes, they got two open roster spots because of the trade they made. They'll they'll be, like, top of the line in the buyout market. But even if they get the two guys that they want, and let's just say those guys even hit, like, they get – usually buyout guys don't pan out. That's what history says. Um, but let's just say those guys give them something. You're looking at Seth. That's typically not enough in the playoffs regardless of who you have. Um as well, I, there's nobody on that team who's going to, like, really play defense. Kevin Durant is not the defender that he was in Golden State. Um, the Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson, to a slightly lesser extent, kind of carried the water on defense for them. DeAndre Ayton doesn't really do that. Uh, Chris Paul is, like, 38 years old. He's not doing, like, a whole lot of lockdown anymore either. Um so TJ Warren's coming off at like a plantar fasciitis injury that he missed like three years of basketball from. Um, so yeah. And then the shooting too, like they don't have a ton of that either. So that roster is flawed. I think they will be much better position next year. Um, I do believe next year in the off season, they will trade Chris Paul. I don't know if they will, but I'm, I have a better than 50% feeling that they will trade Deandre Ayton and they should. Um, but yeah, that's my take on the Suns. Uh, move on to Clayton or, or Robert. Anybody? Go ahead, Rob. I'll do last. Uh, 
So I think the Suns got to get moved up, and I think, but I think for the East, the East is basically the same. The only team that went down was what the Nets are definitely out the picture now because they don't have anybody. Yeah, Nets are out. They're rebuilding probably or whatever, retooling, I guess. But for they're the, not winning for this year. That's no, they're not winning this year. But I mean, for the West, I mean, the only people that moved up really was the Suns. I told you I don't think I'd like the moves. Some of the most of the moves the Lakers made, but I don't think it's gonna make a that much of an improvement on where they end their season, in my opinion. Like, they're like I don't know if you guys look at the standings. They're really far back. Like they're not. No, they're far. They got a lot of making. It's a up climb. Like it ain't. And and you know now that in my opinion now that LeBron has gotten his record, um, you're probably gonna kind of see him probably not. Uh, rev it down a little bit. I don't think he's gonna be trying to play every game. I mean, well, he's already out tonight, right? Yeah. And it yeah. wasn't. And it wasn't even a back to back. So. No. So, yeah. he did play a lot of minutes in that game. Uh, just to give you a heads up, there are two games currently behind the tenth uh, seeded Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, they're eleven today. Yeah, they they got some work to do for sure. Yeah, they're like so thirteenth. Yeah, but you're. So that's what I'm saying. Like. At best, they're most likely probably going to finish as a playing team. And, I mean, if they have to play, let's say, not look like they play, they play, they play Denver in the first round. That might, they might have a chance. But, like, if they had to play even, I think even, like, if they play Memphis, as much as we talk, we, we talk about Memphis or whatever, like, every time Memphis plays them, they pretty much, for the most part, they beat them. Except no, for Memphis- last time. Memphis would give them a problem. It'd I be think. a problem for them. So, and also, one thing that we didn't uh, notice that we didn't talk about with them, they don't really have anybody perimeter to guard anybody. Who's their best yeah, defender now? Lonnie, Lonnie Walker or Austin Reeves? Like, that's not going to get done in the playoffs. I don't think Lonnie Walker is even going to play. So, yeah, they're light on defense. That is a big problem. They they are light on defense. So, um, I put you there. So, but that's about uh, it. Everybody else, for the most part, like they just kind of. Just made some horizontal well, moves to me. One last thing for me on the Suns, I, yeah. I told that like I don't think they'll get out of the uh, out of the West, um, even if they do. Because look, Durant, Durant, Booker, Paul, Aiton, like that's a lot of talent. So it is. I if they do overcome it, I'm not going to be surprised if they make the finals. I think both the Bucks and the Celtics are better than them. So, um, yeah. I just I I don't think they'll win this year. I I I don't really see it how they do it. But uh and then I also didn't mention the injuries. They've been like battered by injuries all year. And and Kevin Durant's not even healthy now. So um yeah, I think it's tall task to ask them to come together and and win this year. Um anyway, Clayton, go ahead, wrap us up. Take us home. Uh in terms of title contenders, uh, I guess for the Eastern Conference, I'm just going to roll with the Bucks. Um, Giannis being the best player in the league by, you know, I, I think, you know, by my league amount. Um, I don't really trust the Celtics. Sixers, say what you want. Cleveland is Cleveland, whatever. But with the Western Conference, you it, it's crazy, Brandon, because you always talk about having dynamic wings, and you beat that to death. You really, you really do. I'm not saying it in a bad way, but – you have, I guess you could consider KD, maybe like the number one, number two, number three wing in the NBA currently. And he goes on to a team who has another very good wing in Devin Booker, even though he didn't play very good in the playoffs last year. But I, the, the paper 
I agree with you, though. Uh, by the way, I just want to let that be known. I, I just, I, I just think it's shocking that you talk about the dynamic wings, but then don't have the Suns. The Suns on paper, Devin Booker wings. Isn't he a shooting guard? They put him as SG, correct? Yeah. When you talk about like the dynamic wing wing players, it's like it's a dude that can play anywhere two through four. Oh, okay. Like Kevin, um, Paul George, you know, at a time. Oh, you probably Paul George still in there. Um, okay. Guys like that. But your point remains the same. Like the talent. Okay. Yeah. Um, like I said, I see the Denver Nuggets as the, U- as the Utah Jazz of old. I do not see the Memphis Grizzlies getting uh, – they have a lot of things going on in Memphis. The Kings are just really hot right now. I just I, – I, dude, that's cool that they're third. Great for Sacramento. They're like finally the mid- yeah, they might they might make the playoffs. Who the fuck knows? The Clips, Khalil and I, we you know we Kawhi. share our fair share. <laughs> I mean, the writing that this is just me. Like I said, if the Suns do not come out of the West, it, this is me. Say what you want. Call me over dramatic. If the Suns don't make it out of the West, that's a fucking failure. That's another failure. I don't care what anyone says. The writing is on the wall for them. They got no depth, man. They got no depth. Can I just finish my statement? Please. Fuck. You have players like Chris Paul, who, you know, he might make it to the Hall of Fame, whatever. And you have KD, who's going to make it into the Hall of Fame. Like, you have players that are very, very, very good. You have a starting four. Or, you know, you said P.J. Warren's probably going to be his four. You know, I don't really, you know, count that in terms of star power. But, you know, Aiden, you know, has game. KD is a superstar. Devin Booker, call him what you want. And then you have Chris Paul. They should, keyword is should, make it out of the West with just the pure talent that they have. They should. That is just me. But I, I can't pick one team out of the West outright. I mean, because I'm, I'm, because I'm with you, Brandon. Like I said, I am with you. I don't see it happening, but it'll still be shocking to me, like if it, you know, if it didn't. Does that make a lot of sense, or am I just speaking around in circles? They're not gonna be a failure because here's what's gonna happen. One, they're it's not. Like, well, are they, uh, Brandon? Do you, uh, hold on, hold on. I just want to ask Brandon just one quick question. Brandon, are they going to resign Kevin? Or how long is his contract? Two years? Oh, they got Kevin Durant for the next like, is it three or four years? Two, three, just, three or four years. But then they're going to trade Chris Paul. For three more seasons. Yeah, so I, I could. I think they're more likely to. I think they've talked about like they kind of might move on from Chris Paul. That was before like Durant became a possibility. Uh, I. I think they're more likely to move DeAndre Ayton. Uh, Chris mm-hmm. Paul gives you something, his floor general. That's not really something you can just replace like that. You don't really need to have Chris Paul, like, scoring or anything like that. He's a very good, like, pick-your-spots kind of dude. Um, but DeAndre Ayton, he's the guy where, honestly, he doesn't defend. He, he's been a much better rebounder, but he doesn't really defend that well. You don't really need him. And then, like, are we not forgetting how literally last year he got upset because they wouldn't, like, use him? He wouldn't get the ball. And he, like, threw a tantrum. And then the year before that, too, like, he's not touching the ball on this team. He's basically useless. Mm-hmm. Like, the, having DeAndre Ayton is, is, is as good to the Suns as the Heat having, having Kyle Lowry. 
Like, there's no reason. There's no reason for him to be on the team. Hey, 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 hey. Aiden gets bored and he gets something. He gets some type of points when he's on the court, right? There's a Watch it. He ain't heard of Watch it. Watch it. Knee, knee soreness or family issues, all right? Hey, hey oh, oh, that's personal. <laughs> that's a low blow. He just, okay, he but, but, but Robert, I, look, respect to the man, but he's had family issues. For like two look, I want, look, I want him off Robert, the team. Look, eat. I want him off the team too, but you don't got to get I personal. Understand. Come down, man. What? Two, okay. Okay. It's been two seasons of the family issues. Though. I ain't going to hold you, man. I would be very careful talking about the family issues. Like, they haven't been public, but the, uh, from everything that I've, like, read on it, um, yeah, it was pretty serious. Like, it was a pretty serious situation. So I, I hope I hope it is. It's been two seasons. And he, yeah, has, has, he hasn't had personal issues this season. He's just injured. So, so what were you saying about the Suns, though, before uh, I asked Brandon that question? Um, My bad. I was going to say, uh, to the Suns' point, in terms of the trade, since it is so late in the season, um, and like Brandon said, the lack of depth, like I said, I didn't have them as contender, to contenders even after the KD trade. I said they'd, they'd, be, they'd be better. I do, I do think they're going to be better than what they were before. Um, but I don't have them necessarily as a contender, so I do see them going out second round, maybe Eastern Conference Finals, but I wouldn't consider it a failure because all they're going to do is just trade Aiton next year. They're going to get pieces back, and I think they're going to be better off that way. And then you can kind of choose whether you want to uh, keep Chris Paul, um, you know, if it, if it can work out that way in this iteration of the team, or you can move him too and get pieces uh, off of him too. So I wouldn't consider it a uh, failure, especially of how late the trade is in the season. Uh, but that's just how I view it. I don't know. All right. I would love to see a Dallas-Phoenix playoff matchup. That would be fun to watch. That's just me personally. They're currently both uh, sitting at four that's, and that's five. A whole lot of, that's a whole lot of ISO ball right there. That's a whole lot of holding the shot clock for 18 seconds. I don't know. A, I ain't going to hold you. That, that, might, that might be the rare – that might be like a throwback to the 84-92. To the, the, the yeah. <laughs> uh, that might be rough. But uh, – all right. Um, anybody? No, any final thoughts? I guess are we doing that? Is that a thing? Anybody have anything? Make it, um, make it quick. No. Or can we uh, all get out of here? I guess yeah, we can leave. This, this pod ran too long. I'm hungry. Uh, fight the power as always. All you right, already cool. know what time it is. That's good. That's good. Um, I have nothing, Clayton. It'll be Friday, February 10th, and your Georgia Bulldogs oh, wow. are your back-to-back national champions. Say that on. I'm just, just going to say you're not going to talk I'm, about If I'm here, if I'm here, I still have to say it. What'd you say, Kula? No, I was going to ask Brent. You're not going to talk about the, uh, the Hurricanes just hired or no? Oh, they hired a defensive coordinator, uh, Lou Guidry. I'm not, I don't sound very excited about it, but I really am. I've done a lot of, like, watching film on him, reading on him. Seems like he's got a great scheme. I think that'll be really helpful. He's very like I think he'll be good in recruiting. Um, but yeah, we've been going for two hours and, and I really don't need you to get me get me on this. So 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 let's uh <laughs> let's keep moving. We I'll, I'll I, if I'll talk about it on, on what what are we recording? Uh, well we'll do the Super Bowl one. Maybe I'll talk about it on Super Bowl one or, or like Monday or something after the Super Bowl. But but not now. Alright. Anybody that's it for everybody, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Y'all better leave Pat Riley alone. All right. Don't don't let it get ugly up up in here. All right. All right. So this has been the latest and greatest and longest episode from the Scorekeepers podcast. We will see y'all next time. Enjoy y'all weekend. We out. This has been another five star production.